Hey guys, what's up? It's Allie. Welcome to Relatable. As you can see, I have a little bit of a new set. We're trying this uh, in a different place. Hopefully we'll get some more decor. This is kind of like bland right now, uh, but we'll figure it out. Don't worry. And if you have any suggestions, please let me know. In the past, people have gotten mad at me for using fake plants. This is a fake plant. I don't really know what else to do about that. I have cats. Cats and real plants in your house is just not a good combination at all. So if you have any better suggestions than me having real plants in my house, I would love your suggestions. I am not a decorate kind of girl. Anyone can tell you that. We've already had the conversation, those of you who follow me on Instagram, about decorating your dorm rooms and how every freshman now, Mary Margaret from Alpharetta that goes to the University of Alabama, she has like a thousand dollar designer person come in and decorate her dorm room. That is not me. I am not a decor girl. Anyway, if you have any advice, any mentorship for me, you design-minded people out there for my set, please feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. That is not what we're talking about today, though. I got a... I got a... a a critique, I guess. I never get this critique from girls. It's only from guys saying, would you please start the show sooner? Would you please cut through all of the stuff at the beginning and just get to the show? Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I have stories for you guys. Sometimes I have things that I want to talk about other than politics and morality and theology. I just want to rant for a second. Guys don't like that. My husband's already told me, I hate when you go through the stories in the beginning. Please just get to the news. Um, so I'm going to try to balance that. That's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about Instagram. We're not talking about, um, designing my, uh, my room. What we're talking about is the midterms, because if you didn't know, if you didn't realize today is November 6th, 2018, that means it's midterm election day. That means we're going to figure out if the polling has been correct at all. Is the house going to go to the Democrats? Is the Senate going to stay with Republicans? We don't know what I've been saying over and over again when people ask me my predictions is anything could happen. If 2016 taught us anything, it is that anything could happen. All of the polls could be wrong. And maybe all of this unrest makes you really nervous. Maybe you're losing sleep over all of this unpredictability. Well, if you are, then I have a message for you. And that is that you need to go to bolstersleep.com and you need to check out their pillows and their mattresses so you can get a better night's sleep. I've told you guys I'm like a pillow addict and that I have a million pillows on my bed. I put pillows in between my headboard. I put pillows like on one side of my head, on the other side of my head. I'm basically like in a head cocoon of pillows because I can't ever find one pillow that's really comfortable for me until I got my bolster sleep pillow. It is perfect. I only have to use my bolster sleep pillow now. It keeps its shape all night. Also, it has cooling technology. So you never have to flip your pillow over to get you know the cooler side of the pillow. You already have it. It's amazing. Best pillow that I've ever used. I absolutely love it. They don't only make pillows. They also make um, beds, adjustable mattresses that are made out of the same kind of uh, same kind of material, same kind of technology that goes into it. Just really great stuff. And Having a better night's sleep just kind of transforms your life for the better. So it's worth the investment. Plus, if you go to bolstersleep.com and you use my name, Allie, A-L-L-I-E, as your promo code, you get $100 off a mattress or an adjustable bed. And every time you make that purchase, every time you shop with Bolster Sleep, you're also helping people in Haiti because they partner with a program that equips people in Haiti uh, by training them for practical jobs, plumbing, other trades so they can support themselves and their families. So it's really just a win, 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 win. So make sure you go to bolstersleep.com, use promo code Allie, A-L-L-I-E, 
I-E for $100 off a mattress or an adjustable bed. You will not regret it. Okay. Last time I checked, 538, which I think is typically reliable. Um, their methodology is is pretty good. They're typically reliable when it comes to polling. They have about an 85% chance of Republicans keeping the Senate. They've got an 85% chance of Democrats taking the House. I think that's a good thing. Now, of course, if Democrats take the House, they're going to try to impeach Donald Trump. That's just what they're going to do. They're going to make life as miserable as possible for the president, of course. But if they took the Senate, they would try to take down Kavanaugh, or at least they say that's what they're going to do. I think it's better that they try to impeach Trump. Obviously, I don't want that. I think it's better that they go down that road with the economy doing it as well as it is, with the country is doing as well as it is. If they want to try to impeach Donald Trump, I think that's a bad look for Democrats, but it would bode well for us in 2020. I don't like the idea of them trying to impeach or take down Kavanaugh if they took over the Senate. Uh, also, the Supreme Court lasts a lot longer than the president does, so the repercussions of Kavanaugh being taken off the Supreme Court would last a lot longer than if Donald Trump was impeached. I don't think he's going to be impeached. I'm just telling you the Democratic playbook, what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to obstruct. They're going to try to uh, fan as much outrage as possible from their base uh, before 2020. That's what they're going to do. Newt Gingrich wrote an op-ed for Fox News. I thought it was very good. He is very optimistic, again, about the Senate. I think everyone is optimistic about the Senate for Republicans. Uh, he said that he's not going to talk about the House races because he just doesn't know. He doesn't know if we're going to win. It could really go either way. Now, I have seen some polling that says uh, Republicans could keep the House, that there are a few races uh, that maybe the polling is wrong. It's possible for Republicans to hold the majority. That would be almost unheard of. That would be incredible. You guys know that the chambers of Congress typically go against who is uh, who is in the White House. And so if it's a Republican in the White House, typically Democrats take over at least one chamber of Congress, either the House or the Senate. Sometimes it's both. In 1994, the Republican Revolution, which of course was led by Newt Gingrich, that was kind of a referendum on Bill Clinton. We took uh, the House and the Senate by storm. It was the first time something like that had happened in, I don't, several decades. I don't remember the exact statistic on that. It was like the first time that Republicans had controlled the House and, and, some number of years, something crazy like that. It was kind of unheard of. Now, a lot of people, especially Democrats, have said that this is going to be the year that Republicans had in 1994. 2018 is going to be that year for the Democrats. It's not looking like that's the case. And you have seen their rhetoric change. They talked about the blue wave, the blue wave, of course, all of this resistance talk um, that they are going to just they are going to dominate in the midterms. And we're already seeing that that is not going to be the case, probably. Like I said, Anything could happen. It just doesn't look like they are going to dominate that much. They might do well in the House. Maybe they'll do better than expected in the Senate. Maybe they'll win some governor's races. I hope to God not, like if Stacey Abrams wins. But maybe so. Maybe so. You you never know. Um, you know, So they might do well. So they have reason to be positive, but they do not have a reason to say that this is just going to be a tsunami of Democratic votes. And really, it should be. I mean, this is one of the most, most, uh, most least liked, the least liked president, least liked, sorry, I guess I can't talk, least liked presidents in recent history. I mean, the resistance to him, not just, um, 
from Democrats in Congress, but also in Hollywood, in the media, in academia, the resistance to this president, the hatred of this president and all of his supporters is more passionate, definitely than I've seen. But I would say that a lot of people have seen in decades. I certainly don't remember a president being this hated as hated as President Trump. So you would think that with all of that outrage and all of that disdain that Democrats are feeling, all the work that they have done to be able to to paint Donald Trump and to paint Republicans and to paint Trump supporters as these evil, awful bigots that are ruining the country and taking us to fascism are um our Nazi agenda that we are trying to fulfill, you would think with all of that rhetoric that they would be more successful, that this really would be a blue wave. But it's not turning out to be that. So I say, even if Republicans don't do as well as we would like, even if we don't keep the House, which of course it doesn't look like we're going to, even if we uh, only keep the Senate by, you know, fewer seats than we originally wanted to. I still think it's a win that they are not going to take over as dramatically as they thought that they would. I mean, every indication says that they should, right? With his unpopularity, with the strength of the resistance, with everything that has happened with Kavanaugh, with health care, all of these things that were supposed to be Armageddon, the tax cuts ruin our lives in the world. You would think that Democrats would turn out to vote and that they would be a lot more enthusiastic than Republicans. But that's not really the case. And I think a lot of that is because of the whole Kavanaugh thing. Democrats overplayed their hand. They overplayed their hand. They thought that this is going to end well for them. And they thought, I guess, a storming the Senate chamber and storming um, the Supreme Court steps and trying to ruin a man's life based on unsubstantiated allegations that there would be so much public empathy for Dr. Ford and so much antipathy towards Kavanaugh that this would this would help them. This would play right into their hands. But it didn't. Instead, they didn't. I think that Democrats did not bet on Kavanaugh fighting back like he did. I don't think that they expected him to have the monologue that he did. Kavanaugh's monologue might win the midterms for Republicans. Honestly, that those few moments of him almost crying on the verge of tears, trying to fight for his life, fight for his name, fight for his honor, fight for his family, that might have been a turning point for Republicans. And again, I know I've said this before, uh, the media completely underrepresented or actually didn't represent at all the women who were so fired up after watching the Kavanaugh hearings and not for Dr. Ford, but for Kavanaugh, female uh, voter enthusiasm among Republicans went up past female voter enthusiasm for Democrats, according to I think it was dang it. Who was the author of that poll? I'll have to look it up for you and I'll I'll post a link if you guys are interested in that. It went up past the Democrats, um, which is Incredible, considering that all we've heard is that women are going to take down Trump. Women are so angry. Women are rioting in the streets. Women are going to be the reason why Trump doesn't win or why Republicans don't win in the midterms. I'm not so sure that's true. You don't know about uh, us uh, suburban women. You just don't know. We're really unpredictable. Honestly, though, suburban people are very unpredictable. It's hard to say which way that we're going to vote. I've been surprised. For example, I live in the suburbs. The number of people that are voting for Beto around me I live in a pretty red district. It's you you just don't know. I still think that Ted Cruz is going to win, by the way. Um, so 
how Democrats and Republicans have been talking about the midterms and trying to win the midterms has been really telling about what each side values. I'm not even saying that in a necessarily bad way. It's just true. And it indicates a lot of what their principles are and what they think their constituents or what their base votes for. So you have the Democrats uh, talking about political violence and about how this is Trump's America. Every single instance of hate that you see, whether it's the uh, the shooting at the Tree of Life synagogue, whether it is the the bombing scares that that random weird guy sent out to CNN and all of the uh, Democratic leaders and influencers, whatever instance of hate that you see in this country, it is because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump's rhetoric is what is inciting all of this violence. He is pushing all of these people into madness and into disarray. He is why we are so divided. So that is the violin that they are playing. And you see Republicans playing a different violin, which is that of the caravan. Now, the caravan is still, I think, a thousand miles away. So it's probably a couple months out. President Trump sent troops down to the border. Of course, they're calling this a crisis. They're calling this an invasion. They're talking about um, all of the criminal activity that they're seeing in the caravan, that these are not just innocent people seeking asylum, that they might be, you know, nefarious criminals that are coming in to do us harm or might do harm once they're here. So that is the drumbeat that Republicans have. Now, here's the difference, because you have both sides criticizing the other for this line of rhetoric. You've got the left saying to the right, that's not true at all. This is not an invasion. No one's coming to get you. No one's going to do you any harm. These are poor, ragged, uh, refugees that are just trying to make it here for a better life. And how dare you turn them away, you bigoted, awful racist. And then we've got the right looking at the left and say, how how dare you blame Donald Trump for all of this violence when we didn't blame Bernie Sanders for James Hodgkinson uh, shooting Steve Scalise and other Republican congressmen, even though he supported Bernie Sanders? That doesn't make any sense. And of course, being the biased person that I am, I typically land on the side of conservatives in this argument. I don't think it makes any sense whatsoever for CNN to blame Fox News and conservatives for inflammatory rhetoric, but not take into account their own hyperbole, their own apocalyptic rhetoric that they spout on a daily basis about conservatives. However, I, I understand the criticism of the right saying that, you know, th- this is this is not th- This is not an invasion. This is not happening right now. The only reason why President Trump and the right is saying that the caravan is a crisis is to get votes, to scare people. It's fear mongering. Okay, I understand that. So um, let's listen. Let's listen a little bit to what each side uh, to what each side has to say. Uh, Let's first listen to our good friend, our good, good friend, Don Lemon. Uh, talk about the real problem in all of our division and all of our political violence. So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. Okay. Okay. So let me just get this straight. We are not demonizing people. We're definitely not demonizing people. That's the wrong thing to do. But white men are terrorists. Okay. That that makes a that makes a lot of sense. Don't demonize people. Oh, white men are terrorists. Okay. Got it. Perfect formula. Thank you so much. And then here's another example um on CNN of a very astute analyst saying that Donald Trump is 
worse than ISIS. This president has radicalized so many more people than ISIS ever did. I mean, the way he talks, the way he, the way he. That is, that's just, it's, it's the way he. Okay, so that's, that's the line of reasoning that we're getting from people on the left. That uh, Donald Trump has radicalized more people than ISIS, that it's Donald Trump and his white supremacist men that follow him that are um, causing all of this uh, horrible division and all of this chaos, all of this anarchy that we're seeing in our country. And of course, the implication there is if you don't want our country to keep going in this violent, tribalistic direction, then you need to vote for Democrats and you need to vote against Donald Trump. Um, Okay. And then we do, though, just to be fair, just to be fair, we've got some kind of crazy exaggerations maybe happening on the right as well. Here is an example of a commentator on Fox News talking about the caravan. And they're coming in with diseases such as smallpox and leprosy and TB that are going to affect our people in the United States. So I think so. if you listen to the whole thing, this was on Charles Payne's show, uh, making money. If you, if you listen to the whole thing, he has, I think, very reasonable points, but then he talks about how they're bringing smallpox and leprosy. And I just don't know if one, we have any proof of this. This was also said on Lou Dobbs' show. A guest of Lou Dobbs said that. Um, and smallpox, I'm pretty sure it was eradicated in 1980. So it kind of seems a little bit like fake news. So you see why someone from the left, especially someone who is pro-illegal immigrant or pro-caravan, um, would see that and be like, okay, they're just trying to incite fear. They are just hate mongering. They're just anti-immigrant. They're just trying to make us scared of these uh, brown people coming in. And so they're making up things like these people are bringing smallpox. So you can see that kind of uh, criticism from the left to the right. Here's the difference, in my opinion, though, between the left saying that, okay, Trump and Republicans are responsible. And Fox News, by the way, I'll get to that clip in a second, is responsible for this political violence. There's a difference in that and the right saying, okay, the caravan is a crisis and we need to take care of it. The difference is the caravan is somewhat of a crisis. Now, that in and of itself, I don't think they're going to storm our border and, you know, pillage our homes. That's not going to happen. I do think that most of them are refugees. They are making this journey because they're fleeing something really scary and uh, really hard. And so they're coming for a better life. I'm sure that's true of the majority of them. But illegal immigration, unless these people are just going to the points, uh, the ports of entry and are claiming legitimate asylum, if they're trying to cross our border illegally, that is a crisis. And for Democrats to say that it's not a crisis, that it's perfectly fine, that we should let these thousands of people in without knowing their backgrounds, without knowing their criminal history, without knowing if they can contribute to society in any meaningful way, that's wrong. So Republicans are right to be worried about illegal immigration. We are right to be worried about a caravan. We are right to want to secure our borders. That does not mean we're racist. It has nothing to do with race. Um, I think we would hopefully we'd feel the same way if uh, a group of Canadians were coming in and going to uh, cross our borders illegally. Um we care about that and it's legitimate and it's logical and it doesn't mean that you lack compassion. It doesn't mean that you don't want to help these people in some way, but it just means that you care about the people in our country. You believe in the rule of law. You believe in securing our borders and keeping our country safe and keeping our country a country, which requires borders. Um, so that's what how Republicans feel. 
And we do generally kind of, uh, we are appealed to by this idea that illegal immigration and this caravan is somewhat of a crisis because we don't believe in illegal immigration. We think it's immoral. We think it's wrong. And we think it makes a mockery of our laws. So at least there's some truth to that. Now, there isn't really any truth on the left to Donald Trump and Republicans and conservatives inciting violence, especially when you look at something like the Tree of Life shooting. Okay, the first guy who planted the bombs, Hillary Clinton and whoever else, uh, Robert De Niro, he was a Trump supporter. So I could see how someone would make the link. Now, I still think that it's unfair considering that we didn't blame uh, Bernie Sanders for the attack on Republican congressmen. Um But I could see how someone would kind of make that connection. But this idea that the tree of life shooting, that any instance of racism or any instance of violence or hatred is linked to Republicans is just not true. It's not true. It's hypocritical. And it so lacks any kind of self-awareness. But um, here is what uh, morality guru, our moral Sherpa, uh, Brian Stelter, has to say about how, you know, Fox News needs to be needs to be a little bit more introspective about all of this. I sure hope some of those Fox hosts, some of those commentators take a moment, take a minute to think about their role in this environment. Hopefully there's some soul searching right now in the wake of this massacre. See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a complete and total lack of self-awareness. I think some, a lot actually, of Brian Stelter's criticism of President Trump is fair from his perspective. Like, I don't hear him a lot, just, I mean, not that much, making up stuff that's completely untrue. Now, does he exaggerate? Does he emotionalize things? Absolutely. Uh, but I think that a, a lot of his criticism is fair and a lot of his arguments are fair. However, this idea that you can point fingers at another network or at another side for inciting violence that we or Fox News needs to do some soul searching, but CNN doesn't, that is insane. Like CNN is the same network where a guest said that uh, Kanye West is uh, like an N-word that can't read. Um, And Don Lemon laughed at that and thought it was hilarious. It's the same network where someone said that Donald Trump has radicalized more people than ISIS. So if anyone needs to do some soul searching, maybe it's CNN. I mean, at least Fox is willing to have conversations with people from the other side. I don't see that on CNN quite as much. Now, I'm not saying that Fox News is perfect. I don't work for Fox News. I don't have a reason to defend Fox News or anything like that. Uh, But for any network to point to another network and say that they need to do soul searching because they're inciting violence is ridiculous. And that, I think, is what is going to turn this election in a direction that the Democrats didn't see coming, in a direction the Democrats do not like is the media, the utter hypocrisy, the utter duplicitousness, the dishonesty from the media, the lack of self-awareness, the lack of the ability to say, wow, maybe maybe some people think differently than I do. If CNN could just take stock of their own thoughts for a second, and I know, I know for a fact that CNN lives in an echo chamber in which they think that they have the most integrity, are the best and the most honorable and the most vigilant journalists out there, If they could just take a second and take a step back and say, okay, there are moral, good, generous, kind people out there who support Donald Trump and they're not evil. They're they're not racist. They have real concerns. They have valid worries that are different than ours. 
And they're not out to get us. They're not out to get all people of color. They don't hate immigrants. Maybe they just have different priorities than we do. I think that would solve so much. But they're unable to do that. CNN thinks that they are better than you. That is why their ratings suck. They think that they're better than you. Um, I, I don't get that quite as much from Fox or MSNBC. Now, I don't like MSNBC. I think that Nicole Wallace is one of like the worst anchors in the world. But for their target audience, I can totally see why they like MSNBC because they feel like they're on the same level. Rachel Maddow, if you are a leftist, like you feel like you can relate to her. Chris Hayes, if you are a leftist, you feel like you can relate to him. You don't feel like they're talking down to you now. They might be talking down to Republicans, but you don't you don't feel like they think that they're better than you. I don't get that feeling at all from CNN. CNN thinks that they're better than everyone. They think that they're better than everyone. People don't like that. They don't like that. That is why they don't do well. And the same thing with Sean Hannity, why he does do so well. You might not like his show. You might not like what he has to say. He's got the number one cable news show because I think people feel like he is on their level and people don't feel like he is demeaning them, like he is talking down to them, like he is condescending them. He's not going to call you a racist. He's not going to say you're not woke enough or he's not going to say because you think differently than him, um, then you must be ignorant or dumb or you haven't read as many books as he has. He's just not going to do that. Now, he might do other tactics that you don't like. But he's not going to do the sanctimonious CNN monologue where like Chris Cuomo, he tells you that Antifa really isn't all that bad because they're fighting against bigots. I mean, they really have turned into a parody. That's why it's so hard for me. It's why it's so hard for me to do any kind of videos that have satire in it because reality is satire nowadays, especially the left. The left is a satire. My Democratic ad, for example, there were a few people. Most people knew it was real or knew it was fake, knew it was satire. Um, some people actually didn't know. And I can't even blame people anymore. I used to get so mad when people would comment on my Facebook videos and say, you know, this is real. This is such a stupid liberal. And I would be like, gosh, people are so dumb. They don't understand a joke. How can you not know it's a joke? And I still think that. But you almost can't blame people anymore because Democrats have become a joke. Like they have become so absurd that it's very hard to satirize them and communicate that you're telling a joke. Um, so I almost I, I I can't even I can't be mad at people anymore for uh for not understanding. So we will see what's going to happen in the midterms. Um, I will be here on Thursday. And we will analyze everything. And we'll probably talk about some more stuff. I have a lot to talk about. Thanks for listening. And I will see you on Thursday. 